practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. No, it's, uh, cut it, clap again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, welcome to the Jerk Practice co- Podcast, where all claps matter. This is Casey. Hans. Henning. And, uh, We're back, baby. Yeah. Oh, okay, it's so. Salty as ever. We just discovered, as we discover on most intros, we, we got the first part down now. What's up with that um, pause after? We go, welcome, Casey, Hans, Henning. Now we don't know what the fuck to do. No one dives in. No. It's we're too polite. You got to come in hot. Too polite. You can dive right in. We can go it's- back to our original podcast roots where it was like you got to raise your hand or point at somebody if you want them to talk next that that's the conk that that, uh, was madness as now for whatever reason now we're going to talk over each other like crazy but uh we recorded a podcast with anthony and greg it was was it you me anthony and greg just the four of us was there somebody else there i think we did it twice and mitch was there once okay pre-rad dude cast Pre-rad dude cast, pre-jerk practice, and jerk practice is pre-rad dude cast. Definitely. So it wasn't pre-jerk practice, it was pre-them on jerk practice. No, 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 I mean, it was pre-jerk practice podcast, jerk jerk practice podcast is pre-rad dude cast. Definitely. Okay. Man, we were were hard on Mitch. Jerk practice is pre-the concept of podcasting. What's that? Right. I said we were really hard on Mitch because he was like, this is really stupid. We're like, you don't get it, man. It's a podcast. You just meant what we were doing was really stupid, not the concept of podcasting. Well, we came into it like one after probably five hours of like just, you know, tedious sketch work, which was like it, it, that was a period of jerk practice where we would all sit down. We would bring out notes. It's like it's like an A meeting. Bring out notes. What happened last meeting? We go. Well, Greg, you were taking this sketch. Anthony, you were taking the sketch. But we'd go around and go. Greg, you were. Yeah, I didn't do it. Anthony, no, no, no. We go. All right, here we go. And then whoever brought something got noted to death, and it was like none of you did your fucking work anyways. <laughs> it was so hard. Now yeah. I got to take notes from you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Talk about like. Uh, uh, a practice in in surrender and serenity. So it was long after that, and then we go. All right, let's go get a bottle of vodka and record a podcast. Uh, all the mics into one track. So you had the room <laughs> mic and then one solo mic. No, we each had a mic, right? No. Oh boy. We shared. <sighs> there was the room mic to catch everyone, so we didn't miss any of the. Any hot quips. <laughs> God. <laughs> and then Mitch and I shared like a, a Mac MacBook mic. Oh, boy. I don't remember any. Hence the vodka. But so I guess we have the cold tag already because I have that track somewhere. Or do I release that baby full unedited as a full separate episode when something finally befalls us? Man. <laughs> <laughs> Your tight butt cheeks <laughs> right in the face. So you're doing All right, a, so it's the 120 degrees. So everyone, everyone wants to be on this side. This side? So you want to be on this side, Anthony? No, no, you're good. You're good. I'm good. Oh, I yeah, thought I was just dropping in with like. You can uh, drop in, but I'm saying you want to be on. Uh, Anthony's on the periphery. You want to be on this so side because the mic is picking up everything this way. Oh, okay. Because I thought I was just like calling out crazy things. Do whatever yeah. you want to do. 
I'll but, be in and out. I go to the bathroom and stuff like that. Oh, all right. <laughs> that's the foundation of this podcast is Anthony's in and out just being, he has to use the bathroom. So he's, he's in the I've been listening to <laughs> Welcome to Dirtbags. I'm Greg Stone. Real naturally, if he's an into it. We're <laughs> <laughs> just saying our names. We're just saying our names, and then we're going to oh. go into that story, oh, okay. and then we're going to ease into so it. we got to point at who's oh. going to say the name next. All right, we're starting at ease into it. Uh, welcome to Dirtbags. I'm Greg Stone. Hans Freiwald. Casey Van Heel. Anthony DeVito. When he's not in the bathroom. He's going to be popping in the middle. <laughs> All right, so we're doing a little topic of magic. Crossover, crossover episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna release Brad jerk cast. I'm gonna release it on their feed. <laughs> Wonder how I could do that. I'll try. I'll try. Oh, but it. But anyway, so it quickly meandered into. I I think that's a oxymoron. Quickly meandering. Correct, Henry. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Um, so it quickly devolved, devolved into, into a meander. Yes. Where it was like everybody just talking, talking, talking until we finally had to raise our hand. If we wanted to talk, the person talking had to point at them and it did no good. Cause we just ended it was up a kindergarten talking to each other. podcast. It yeah. was like, speak until you're spoken to, you will raise your hand. And there was a lot of jokes about boogers and farting. Well, and the, but there was a lot of like fun, like storytelling. Like I remember, I remember it was a good time. But you know, Anthony was in the bathroom a lot. He does that for the Rad Ducast. He spends about forty-five minutes <laughs> with a long mic. <laughs> Anthony might even have like a like one of those wireless <laughs> headsets because he his just Bluetooth set. Anthony's a busy guy. He's a busy comic, so he has to take his dump sometime, and he takes Bundy style. <laughs> Dumps. <laughs> Door open with Mike. Mike. Yeah. I do my best sketch writing on the on the toilet. Do you uh, really? Mm, best thinking. I mean, that's that's the idea behind it. But uh, notepad on lap. <laughs> no, just thinking. Oh well. How do you retain? Never the that? leisurely bathroom person. No. Showers maybe, but like sitting on the throne. Get me <laughs> out of there. Showers are. Uh, Showers are good. Like I can get the juices going in the shower, and I always think like Truman Capote or like Trumbo style. Like I'm gonna be like the eccentric artist and really get some work done in a bathtub, you know. Oh, and then yeah. the, the bathtub either gets too cold too quick or it's too hot, too hot to begin with. And then like my like um, I guess Just global get- conscience kicks in, where I'm like, well, I just filled this tub to the brim with hot water and I'm in there for two minutes and the tub was there dirty. So now I have to take a shower to shower off the scummy tub dirt. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like such a waste of water. And God forbid if it's like deeper in the winter where I have to run the sink to get the hot water going first in the oh, tub. You gotta, so, yeah. so you got to prime the pump. <laughs> such a waste of water. And there are people Priv. that need water Pro throughout Priv. the world. Right? <laughs> Still, yes. I mean, I think so. Growing number of wasting all that potable water to wash your butt cheeks. (laughs) Welcome to Trump's America. I I I think everybody should be at everybody should be given at birth, and I think these exist. Like a big tub of water. (laughs) Well, maybe, (laughs) but everybody should be given given a straw with a filter on it, so any water at any time can be drank cleanly. I think that's an invention that exists. How come everybody doesn't have one? Yeah. You don't need one. Why? Order it off Amazon. 
Quit your no. Quit your griping and do the footwork. You gotta. I guess if you boil the water, but most people in the world don't have fire either, right? <laughs> uh, A real fire shortage. From, that's what I'm putting my, my. That's what I'm putting. My, that's my new cause. Bring fire to Africa. <laughs> I don't know why. That, that was a non, no reason why I picked that. Bring fire to the third world. Not that Africa's all third world. Bring fire to Africa. <laughs> that's, that's part of the, uh, the uh, uh, that's part, that's the part where I stopped talking on that tangent. <laughs> that's like a Rudolph Valentino movie from 1910. <laughs> uh, what do you want to watch first? Uh, the African, oh no, the African queen or, no, nah, that was dumb. Edit. <laughs> it had Africa in the title already, and it's not a Rud- Rudolph Valentino titles would be like, like March on the Amazon. Yeah, bring fire to Africa, or bringing fire to Africa. Mm. African fire. Ooh, that's like a type Ooh. of incense you can buy at the ninety nine cent store. That's like a nineties comic book hero. African fire. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you can. Uh, He's got a huge boombox that shoots flames. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I think mean, there's a character called Black Lightning. Really? Yeah. Any pretty good? Pretty much what I'm picturing is from African Fire. Was he... I, I'm thinking uh, that there could be a stereotype involved with Black Lightning where he... Um, what was his power? He's he was breaking black down and he could shoot lightning. Oh, he could shoot lightning. He wasn't as fast yeah. as lightning. <laughs> Oh, that'd be, I see where you. I was like, why does he have to run fast? Well, yeah, f- fast as lightning. I got you. German day already. <laughs> Everything about it. I'm very uncomfortable <laughs> with this whole situation. I, 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 I feel like I've been... It's just loaded for you. I've been sucked into the gutter with you punks. <laughs> One of these cups is full of poison. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh, I, got a, I got a goddamn ticket on my car yesterday. Oh yeah! I never drive it. I drive it once a year. I get a ticket as what soon as I it like took a, it out. A parking ticket, I imagine. Inspection ticket was expired. Oh, that because I was gonna say because you don't they, they don't do like parking tickets in Queens, right? Or like alternate side parking? No, not in certain areas, but not in Long Island City. I just got a dirty inspection ticket, and I but I got a uh, uh, so I the license plate off when you leave it. I met a uh, put just put on Velcro like that scumbag boss we used to have who used yeah. to just park his motorcycle on the street or on the sidewalk and just rip and his Velcro license plate, license plate off. off. Somebody yeah. should have fucking kicked that over. <laughs> <clears throat> um, just lifted it and placed it in that gross trash can. So I got connected. So I'm like, somebody told me if you get your car inspected within 24 hours of the ticket, They'll waive the ticket, which might be true or not. But I was like, well, I got to get it inspected anyways before they boot the car. So I met a, guy, a, a friend of a friend, knew a guy. And if you don't, if you're a transplant in New York, especially with a car, it's not the easiest navigation finding somebody that's not going to take the shirt directly off your yeah, back yeah. with their ratty Brooklyn hands. Um, so a friend of a friend, I was like, all right. You know, he's uh, vouched for. Everything's good. I'm going to go meet this guy. I won't say his name because he's a really good guy. And he probably he doesn't want to associate with me in retrospect. He only took the pants off of you. (laughs) But uh, I was like, little. I had to go deep uh, Queens. And then 
what happens? He comes out the door. I can. I, we might as well have. He he's an older guy. He's probably in his seventies. Couldn't have looked more identical. Same glasses, <laughs> same ratty shirt. And he just he just said, "Drum me the keys. I'm driving." I said, "All right." <laughs> we you got it. More Good identical guy. to you. Look, just we looked. Just, I was like, "You were doppelgangers." Boom, father and son, ready to roll. Like your dad, the Dahmer brothers. <laughs> Deep Queens with the Dahmer bros. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, the, I, normally I have a list of stuff to talk about, but I got a ticket. That's it. Remember, um, that's it. Uh, so going off of, uh, I, I did a segment a, a few episodes ago on Andy Puzder, mm. the Dirty yeah, Puzz. Scorched him. First guy to get the Larry scorched. No longer, no longer relevant. And it had nothing to do with any of his policies. He just beat his wife. <laughs> Oh, that'd do I didn't it. Hear that Did you know that's why? No. What it surfaced an early, old, old, like late '80s Oprah episode where his wife at the time wore a fake wig and big, oversized sunglasses and talked about domestic abuse. And somebody saw that and they were like, "Is that fucking? That's pu- their now ex-wife, but that's Puzder's wife talking how about how she was not afraid." Know that it's going to come back. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But they say that was the proverbial nail in the coffin. Whoops. Could happen to a better guy. There's a gross... The, the, the best is... Uh, and it's probably the news network, the, the fakey news... Oh, is this a Trump? Yeah, we started. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm counting down. Uh, uh, the, um, the stock photo that... I, I want to say, like, I've had the NBC nightly on... Um, the stock photo they use of him is just him biting into a monster burger with like mayo and goo dripping oh. down his face. <laughs> just in down into his cleavage <laughs> as he sits on a hot rod. <laughs> the, those commercials are insane. But Puzder's out. Fuck him. And the, like. Flynn's out. Dirty Flynn. He's out because he's Irish, right? <laughs> Too much drink. <laughs> You said it. You heard it here first. He got drunk. He drunk dialed Russia, and they didn't know about it. And he hid it. No, did you hear his excuse? Because that's why he's getting the boot. Is because he can't be tried. There's some old that John Adams created. Like a private citizen can't negotiate with a foreign government. It's called like the Dawson Act or something. Everyone's like that's kind of the preface for him. But it was like, yeah, he talked to Russia about lifting sanctions. And then when he got caught, he was like, no, we were talking Merry Christmas. We were oh, wishing each right. other a Merry Christmas. I don't know what we talked about. So if he expected to remember if he had the discussion after he got the appointment, did he get the appointment? Uh, what do you mean? No, Flynn, what was Obama he, was still in he, office. It was in December. Right. But Trump wasn't president yet. So he wasn't officially on duty. So when he became national security advisor. The uh, what the the national the security advisor? Chief? If he had the conversation, then it would have been okay. Yeah. Right, oh, all right. right. But he's getting in trouble because he lied about it. But it wouldn't have been trouble if he fessed up to it. Nah, still be yeah, in trouble. still be in trouble. He can't be like indicted for treason under this act from I guess then from the eighteenth century. We would have had to try him, but this way Trump doesn't. Trump and Pence don't trust him, so they sacked him in advance of that, and we don't have to go through the trial. 
Did you did you guys see his first uh, uh, press conference without Dirty Spice? Like just him one on one with the press corps. Home run. <laughs> Inherited a mess. You're all losers. It's like nothing has changed whatsoever. Like just his rhetoric. Like he hasn't quote unquote become presidential in any way. No. Which is funny because net, like it worked for those people who liked him because he was going against people no one really likes, like Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz and Jeb Bush. Like they were the enemy, and now it's us. We're the losers. We're the ugly fuglies with no sex appeal. Like it's the American people now. Like that's his enemy. Like that's who he's jockeying against. So it's not as cool when he's calling us a douche. <laughs> He already had his first uh, two, two, 2020 campaign rally in Florida, too. Right. <laughs> so amazing. This guy, this guy is – that's what I was thinking. When he was at uh, doing that press conference, like I, I know we – like Casey, you, you brought it up early, early on, but about his WWE-style villainry. Yeah. And it's insane. just fucking – you couldn't – he couldn't record a better promo for WWE oh, yeah. as the, the asshole coming to WrestleMania, to SummerSlam. Like, he's no, just he so be, uh, on the Weasley, offensive. Weasel A. Weissman, the P-R-E-Z. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Erwin R. Scheister, like the <laughs> IRS guy. Like, he should just be the president. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the- <laughs> it's so true. It's crazy. And the president of everything. And and you know why it works because that because um, characters are compelling. That's it. It's not healthy. Right. It's not appropriate for that position. But being a watching somebody that's a character that's over the top is compelling because it yeah. tricks your brain into thinking that it's not real. Like his attitude tricks my brain into thinking like that he isn't. Um, involved in like policy that could really hurt right. and affect. He's not like, making people. decisions that will affect the the globe. How could he be he's if still... he's talking about ratings on NBC and like and how good uh, his yeah daughter looks? That, you know what bothers me the most is that it's like you're so behind the times, you old fuck. Like no one watches NBC. Like like if he was hip to the like internet, like he'd be somehow better as a person. Does he, uh, uh, oh, where was I, um, I've, I, I completely blanked out. Sorry. Uh, like, like, like sick, like I'm sick blanked out. Like I forgot, I forgot my middle name. Um, <laughs> does uh, he, okay. So he's, he's obsessed with ratings. Obviously uh, he tells a story rather than like he had, it was an hour and 20 minutes or so on that press conference and people are saying it's good because he he just stood there and took it but he also said like absolutely nothing i've never heard him say anything that amounts to any anything with meaning nothing specific yeah. he's so vague about everything he inherited a mess henning <laughs> yeah you loser a mess <laughs> stand, stand correct the white house is running so Smoothly, it's like that's Fine the stupidest thing the I've ever heard. It's like anybody gives a shit like that. Well, we can check that off the list of things I gave a shit about. Oh, smooth White House, great, and and we inherited a mess. <laughs> it's so insane. 
Do you think he comes up with uh, like those? Because he he's these are most certainly quips that. He, you know, like anybody that like has to answer the same questions over and over again, it's like stock things to say. He clearly right. uh, works with that premise. Like I need a handful of stock things for this week and this week. And right uh, now is I inherited a mess. The White House the, is uh, running the, so the, smoothly. Well-oiled machine. Created, that created Dilbert, Scott Douglas Adams. or whatever. Uh, Scott Adams. I guess he is like a, like a, a magician in like his free time. So he like, he's conservative, but he was watching Trump and he was like, someone around Trump knows those physical cues and words and how to like work a crowd with that. Like, like, you know, like memes, like yeah. someone around him, maybe him or someone around him knows how to work that. Like, especially when he's up against Clinton, like, She's a liar. She's a criminal. Like he would work, the, boil things down to these things, like the White House mess, like that. He'll probably keep saying it, and like it just over and over and over and over. Because if you elaborate, mm, people zone out. Right. Yeah, he's a human tweet. He has enough. Yeah. He has enough words for you know 140 characters, a, a Twitter response to every question. But you get him talking about anything longer, anything more than one minute on something, and you realize there's nothing there. Just like Conway, just like Spicer, same yeah. strategy generally. Spicer, Did, Spice does Spice tweet, or he just he just has the same. I mean his his speech giving is the same style of, and and Milo too. I saw Milo Yiannopoulos on Real Time recently. The same same deal. He's just built for Twitter, built for disrupting rational nuanced conversation about anything and delivering little barbs that play well for five seconds but then you get him talking about anything longer than that and there's nothing behind the screen no or like when that tony t-o-n-i that woman on the blaze Mm. that i guess is like super popular just a short cute blonde girl from somewhere in the midwest but she's like super conservative and like Every night has her, like, the parting words where she just, like, scorches somebody or some idea. And, like, she's the same. She was on The Daily Show, and it was kind of oh, Tommy, the same Tommy thing. Lauren. La- Tommy Lauren, yeah. What's Tommy the, with an I. What's the blaze? T-O-M-I? Yeah. Yeah. Trademark Davison. Tommy Dave. I think he was, <laughs> he was classic T-O-M-M-Y. Too much information. Uh, blaze Davison. is a... Uh, what's, uh, fucking uh, Glenn, Beck's. Glenn Beck's network. Oh, all right. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah. I remembered what I wanted to say, and I have no idea why I wanted to say it. <laughs> Kim Jong Il poisoned his brother, his half brother. Had his half brother poisoned, but you know how he had it done? Like some hot chick <laughs> like with a, a spray. Shirt. A spray? Yeah, like, like a banaka. Yeah, you know, like that shit. Did you guys ever hear about that serial killer, the Iceman? The mob, bot, the mob hitman. Yeah, he was a hitman that ended up doing a bunch of hits for like Roy DeMeo. They ended up making yeah, a movie yeah. about him with. Uh, they did already. Uh, Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon was in it. He became most famous for his HBO like documentary series. I think called The Iceman, where they had a psychologist or psychiatrist come into yeah, prison. Yeah, it's like the Iceman and, Confessions, and yeah. he just talks about being a fucking psycho. And he's just icy, and he just like sucks his teeth and he looks across and he'll just like, he casually talks about all these people he killed. And then like 
the psychologist like or will like press him a little bit and his face won't change and he'll just be like I'm kind of thinking about reaching over the table and breaking your neck. <laughs> this guy's like he's like an English guy. He's like, "All right, ice man. What makes you think that?" Anyways, um yeah. little blind torture kill, right? Yeah. Same same thing, same demeanor. Well, but this guy is like he's business. got like machismo. Like he's actually like a fucking super villain. Person. Yeah. Like he is honestly He's not like he doesn't write poetry. He doesn't pretend that he he didn't kill people to like he didn't get want, off. He, he didn't killed, want notoriety. He people because he enjoyed killing people. Yeah, and got paid to do it. Like, and he was good at it. And he was also like a monster. He was like six foot six, like three hundred yeah, pounds. Huge. He he's a giant, like half Polish, half Italian guy from like Queens, like a meat meat. Yeah, from like old like sixties New York. He uh. Like, uh, when he was getting himself ready to do it, he was just like, I think I could do this for a living. Like, he was, like, slowly getting into the mob, and they were like, we're going to bring him in to become, like, a hitman, but he never killed anybody. He's like, ah, this is the class. This is old New York. He's like, so I just went down Lower East Side, uh, took my belt off, and started strangling homeless people. It's like, it's real easy. You just get them over your back and just hoist them up. Like, these are, all, like, all his confessions. But later on, like when he got more like he like became very, very interested in like the most efficient way, kind of like your relatives, Henning, the most efficient way of killing individuals. <laughs> um, uh, and he would he realized that so he moved on to gas, he arsenic powder put into water as a spray, just one little puff in these people's faces. And that's all it took. Like, Jesus, and that's what—that's apparently what happened to Kim Jong Il's half brother. These two women—they're on camera wearing LOL shirts—just uh, yeah. walk by and they have something. You see, like uh, I don't know, even know if you see it, but just something sprays in his face and like out down heart attack. Well, if we know anything about Kim Jong Il, he's a fan of '80s HBO, so he's seen all of the Iceman confessions. And oh yeah, real sexes. Him and Dennis Rod. D Rod. So, you mean that Kim Jong-il is the guy who's dead now? Kim Jong-un, his son. The current one who might be threatened by Kim Jong-il's half-brother in in the secession. Yeah, no. Or is it Kim Jong-un's own half-brother? It's Kim... Is it his brother or his, his like, half-uncle? It's his half-brother. Oh, it's So, he's already in power, so I don't know what the dispute is over, but everybody's like, obviously that's who's behind it because that was the older brother so there was some question. i would assume if he was a younger brother he wouldn't really have any claim to the i guess but what i've seen game of thrones i know how this shit works mm-hmm. so kim jong un killed his uncle pretty publicly to get to make sure that his position of power was set but yeah. i be, his half brother is kind of like that jet setting like I don't give a fuck. I don't want to be the the premier yeah. or whatever they are. Dictator. What 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 are they in North Korea? North, South, North. I guess if he could get out, why would he ever come back? I guess he's got to fill his checkbook with Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was never rocks. like you see him. He's got like dazzling jeans, vest, puffy vest. Like that guy didn't want to be the uh, have that shitty position with the crazy dress pants. I don't know. Something going on. I don't know why I bring it up. I can't. I say CIA. That's what I say. Why would they want him gone? They uh, they want to. They they were gonna prop him up and open up North Korea, but Kim Jong Un got a whiff of that. 
and said, no, thanks. Give me the Iceman. They're like, he's been in jail for 30 years. Fine. Give me some chick with an LOL shirt. The Iceman got killed by uh, uh, another icy killer, um, Sammy the Bull. The Bull Gravano killed the Iceman? Yeah, that that was what the Iceman claimed when he got sick later on. He got, like, this crazy, sudden bout of inoperable, like, cancer. And he said, Sammy the Bull's been poisoning me. Hoist by his own petard. Sammy the Bull. I forget why Sammy the Bull. Sammy, Sammy the It's was, two dirty rats ratting each other. Yeah, he was a rat for Teflon Don. So the bull ratted on Don, but I guess the bull's like upset because Iceman like had specifics. Like like the Iceman claims he was in on the uh, the killing of uh, Paul Castellano. Mm-hmm. Like he said he was there, so he was giving like a lot more specifics. Maybe it was because his confession was gonna show that the bull's confession wasn't. <laughs> Iceman the bull. See, this is like Trump yeah. style, like like just crazy non-reality. Everybody's got like <laughs> nicknames. And um, anyways, that's what they claim. Uh, there needs to be a place I was going with it. But there isn't. <laughs> but there's not. This is going to be rough. You guys remember when we celebrated uh, uh, M, uh, our buddy Mickey's birthday party and uh, we made him uh, a schwasta cake? And he was he wasn't very uh, he didn't oh, think it was the, the yes. very funny. I do remember that. Yeah, <laughs> not a fan. Did we make it out of chocolate Twinkies? We made it out of ho hos, and that's what made me think of it when I <laughs> when I uh, saw that picture of like the SS made out of chocolate Twinkies. I was like, oh yeah, we made a swasta cake once, and then I'm wondering, it's like we make an awful lot of like uh, 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 what could be deemed as insensitive. Uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Nod is definitely not the word. Insensitive use Jabs? of World War II and Nazi stuff. And I think the reason I was like, it's it's okay, is because it's so out of left field. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a swastika made out of ho hos. I think he was less offended by the the swastika and more offended that it was just cheap snack cakes. Yeah, he didn't probably. take the time to make a real cake. <laughs> That's so crazy. What does cost you? Two two fifty five? Couple zebra cakes on there to show our unity. I used to eat those boxes of um, little Debbie's like nobody's business, and that's not there. They, in retrospect, those snack cakes trademark. They probably spelled cake with a K because it's not cake. Remember how like waxy? I don't think it was real chocolate. It was actual like plastic. Like if you eat. Oh, yeah, you could eat the chocolate off like corn on the cob and then finish the the ho-ho with uh, just the cake and the cream. But it coated your mouth like like after that you could you oh, yeah. could you could light gasoline and on like it's like uh, you could do parlor tricks after eating a zebra cake. <laughs> it was very waxy. That's true. You could light a candle. You could eat a, a hot pepper. You pepper. Uh, on the snack cake uh, uh, road we're going down. <laughs> uh, Henning, you have a choice between, or I'll, I'll pose it to both of you. You have a choice between uh, a full box, two for uh, two boxes of your choice of Little Debbie snack cakes, or one individual table talk pie. What do you go with? Talk table talk. You go with the table talk. Yeah. 
Those are pretty crazy good. How how did the table talk? If if you don't know what a table talk pie is, is it just New York or is it East Coast? They're it's just East Coast. They're little individual pies that when we moved here were 30, fifty cents, thirty three cents, I think. Thirty three cents. How they're did, like the the hostess pies, the little like folded. No, like they're but not. they're better. Like because they're, they're they're actual like they're not covered in like jizzy fucking frosting yeah <laughs> like it, it, it's like a mini pie it's actually very good but it's it's in a little pie tin we used to get those hostess fruit pies a lot because i think they were like four for a dollar chocolate you know what i'm talking about henning hmm. so hostess fruit pies are they look more oh, like an empanada like a, a hot pocket with yeah the, yes with frosting on it but they were like the filling yeah Deep fried, yeah. covered it like yeah. those were are so fucking bad for you. And we used to, uh-huh. I used to eat four of those a day because we had uh-huh. a bakery. Casey, you'll be able to go into more depth oh, yeah. and share it me when there. I get this wrong. I think it was called Old Home Bakery. Yep. And they would have like not day olds, but like damaged goods. They had like a section. It was the actual bakery, but then they had a store section where the stuff they made or they got in like you could get it for a little cheaper because it was more like bulky but then they had a lot of like damaged or about to expire stuff so you could get this stuff cheap so we just had so many of these pies at the house god damn i'm amazed like uh i'm not sicker than than i am no, at that I spent that summer working at the bakery, and it was just an industrial bakery, so they would do like actual bread. Uh, ours was mostly like cinnamon rolls, like those truck stop. Oh yeah, sheet of six flat cinnamon rolls. Um, I think so that's yeah, a very Midwest like, thing, by the way. Like, because those cinnamon rolls, they weren't those weren't the type you like put in the fridge to. Uh, the, oh yeah, Cinnabon killed that business. Yeah, because this these cinnamon rolls were just flat. You didn't do anything with them, right? They didn't go yeah, in the oven were, to raise, did they? They were like the pizza equivalent of a thin crust. It was like a thin crust cinnamon roll. Yeah, it was just this flat. The it fro- was, but it looks like someone sat on it. The frosting on top was like dry and flaky. It wasn't like creamy, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I I, 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 I smelt like that fucking frosting like in my pores, like the smell of it to this day still I can't. As it's I, just like you come home smelling, you're like everyone's like, mm, did someone just break bake rolls? And I can smell my own disgusting bo mingled with this like cinnamon and sugar. It's the it's horrifying. The uh, uh, the point as I recall, like the point of a nice cinnamon roll is is it's nice and moist and gooey and that frosting. Like it's a nice, yeah. it's a nice slightly wet treat. I remember those cinnamon rolls, the old home bakery cinnamon rolls, dry as a goddamn dog's bone. Yeah, they weren't. I'd go hunting with my grandfather, and that's what he would get a pack of those and a ring of. Uh, like Polish like sausage, oh, oh, like yeah. ring bologna, and he'd use his pocket knife and cut a chunk of that off. So it felt like we were like in Game of Thrones, like I was his squire and he was this wandering knight and we were sitting in the wilderness. He'd hack off this salty piece of meat and then you'd eat that in this gross sweet bread. <laughs> so it's a little sweet and salty. He knows what's going on. It really on. was. It was like equal parts. Like the one thing was so salty – and the other thing was so sweet, like you had to like 
<laughs> like one bite of one, one bite of the other, just to balance it out. Uh, Speaking of those um, old sweet and savory and those those frosty pies that you, you used to get with, like, we had the sweet pies, but then also a ton of beef patties. You remember those? Oh, sure I do. Oh, those are the Everything best. Everything in empanada format sweet and savory and that was a meal why why did the why do the beef patties have such a a yellow pallor to them orange almost what is in there turmeric yeah it looks like cheddar probably cheese yeah so timmy showed us the best trick for a beef patty though is you don't oh, you yeah. order a beef patty but you ask them to that was a great so we all lived in sunset park we've talked about it before part of brooklyn and not a lot going on around us uh, yeah. uh, so we just had a choice of like four delis in a two block radius, like delis, delis put in light. Like we had corner stores and then one deli that was just about a block and a half from us and they would make you sandwiches and stuff. And Timmy, who we lived with at the time, showed us a trick. If you, you buy a beef patty, it's like a dollar 25, but for $2 sound about right. Price wise gentlemen. Yeah. They would like, slice yeah. it open, and you could ask them, like, you pick your type of cheese, and they put cheese in there. And, and it was delicious. Nine-cent course, that's three bucks. That they just put a, that's... a craft single over the top and throw it back in the microwave. No, no way, man. It's inside. 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 And it would, add, it would be like a provolone or something. Ooh, that was salty. I rem- so just now I'm like, ah, need a but, drink of water. Those beef patties, like, I don't think, uh, and it has nothing to do with my diet. I don't know if you, I'd go back to a beef patty. That was that very fine grade of, uh, shin of, meat. Yeah. The meat was too granular for my, as I recall, <laughs> yeah. it was very like sand consistency, but, but meat. Yeah. And uh, you know what? It did the trick at the time. Get, you get one beef patty. Did you did you you get one beef patty, one tall Coors? Yep. Your your chips. Your and a chip and a table talk. You got a night, baby. Oh god, it's like a hobo's <laughs> delight. Got our checkered napkins out, tucked into the front of our shirts. <laughs> well, we used to go get sandwiches made there, and that was a great deli to get sandwiches at because they would do a flat fee of five bucks. And we, oh, yeah. that was they. We learned a trick. The, they they had a trick the wrong the wrong hobos found out about is you could get a, the same price sandwich on a hero as a bun, and the hero it's not like more like fillings, but it's just more bread. So you just. God, I was so poor. I I, I am, that. but then I was just so poor that like, thank God for five dollar sandwiches with extra bread. Or those sweet uh, Spanish ladies. There was that like, yeah, cake sh- that confectionery shop mm-hmm. that made like five sandwiches. Oh and yeah, we, like I can't remember being drunker in my life and ordering those egg sandwiches and like French with, fries from with avocado. Egg sandwich make with it, avocado. Making eyes at those 40-year-old ladies behind the counter just because they were, like, nice to us. And you're like, hey, how you doing? They, but they would – and we'd always get, like, a box of cookies too. But I do remember, like, there were times where it was just, like, we're just, like, dr- way too drunk to be out in public. But also too uh-huh. drunk to be who we were in that neighborhood, in that hangout at 2 in the morning. Oh, yeah, yeah. People just walk in and like we we would have been in line for a while and they just walk directly in front of us and just look back <laughs> at like, us. Meh. Okay, 
We're, oh. We want an egg sandwich. It's French fries. We're finding a way. Are you a side of mayo? Slice of cake. <laughs> we had too much to drink and was like, can we get a cake? <laughs> I think we got it. I think we got an entire carrot cake one night. Like, yeah. No, we did. Because uh, it's one of those you're like, why do we have a fucking carrot cake? <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those you wake up and Timmy's eating cake for breakfast. He's like, we bought cake. <laughs> I remember nothing grosser than we've done a lot of like late night gross New York uh, food things. There was one that one night where uh, you and I sk- scumbagged a brunch quiche from a party we were at. And so we, we got invited. Uh, we got invited by proxy to this party. And it was a, yeah. a welcome, like a home, uh, an apartment, a home warming party, apartment warming party. Yeah. And so these people, like they were having their party and the next morning was going to be brunch at their new apartment. So they had like a nice expensive quiche. <laughs> so I re- we remember it, but I would rather not. Yeah. So we, <laughs> of course, stole the quiche and then stole this woman's sweet wine that she was saving from her trip to Italy when she was 18. And she was probably now, what, like 25? <laughs> so at, on the way home on the train, we're eating a stolen quiche with our hands or with like a piece of cardboard that we cut off as a shovel. And out of our co- coat. <laughs> Sweet the coat up so it's like I'm coughing. <laughs> Sweet wine and quiche on a subway. Uh that's Thank a wonder we're alive. Like free stop. Yeah. It was yeah, like sure. an old Mission Possible episode. It was like, all right, you open the window, and then I'll spill a drink, and then when everybody bends over, you throw the quiche out the window, and it will fall on the passing hay cart, and then the hay cart will go pay him five dollars. There's way more truth to that than you recall. It was like you're gonna go outside. Pretend to smoke a cigarette. Actually, smoke a cigarette. It'll look more real. But you're going to have the quiche under your shirt, but not in the front, behind. And then you hide the quiche behind their garbage. <laughs> By the third tree. If you have to come back, I'll text you. I remember. You say you were smoking. I, I, was, I blacked out so that when I woke up, I was just like, oh, fuck. We know these people too well to have stolen from them because we're going to have to eat some fucking humble pie, humble quiche. Obviously, because who else would have done this insane thing? But I remember that. But then I also remember like just being blackout and you don't remember like shit you do when you're blackout. And so my first go to is to open the page when I used to blackout, then open the paper to like the police blotter. So I opened the page to the police blotter and that neighborhood uh, It wasn't that neighborhood. But I I later found out because I had to research it. But the first thing I saw was. Somebody vandalizes 9-11 memorial in such and such a... I was like, oh my God, we stole a quiche and disgraced 9-11. It wasn't us. but uh, and not did. on stage, by the way, in front of people. This was in secret. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Okay. Go for it. The, the image of old friends gathered around a cake. <laughs> Please do. Have, having, having dinner. Is where I was trying to steer it back to because we have a, a special shout out to Golden Girls this episode. Wait, wait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are we having a meno pause? Meno pause.
Your girlfriend Aaron said it could still be called a segment. It's because of their, their boobs. And he They're even old. credits someone else with the idea. I know. Uh-huh. Honorable um, man. Yeah. Honor, man of honor. He lives a well, life of rigorous yeah, honesty. That's not mine. Sag- Sagman is not mine. It's mine. She saw it on my feed. <laughs> I don't know why I whispered that into the mic. God, I'm an <laughs> idiot. Menopause is good, though. And we might yeah. do this. We might do a recurring. Well, hold on. So we got to got to set it up. You're gonna set up what the Golden Girls is, but are we all on the same Goldie page? Yeah, you're up to date. Mm-hmm. Yep. You watched every episode, full series. <laughs> I watched the first two. Nice, nice. And I don't know if you guys caught the celebrity cameo in episode one. Coco. No, you did not. Hold on, hold mm-hmm. on. I gotta look at my notes for episode one, and mm-hmm. we'll get there. Sorry, Henny, go for it. Other than the four mains, there was someone else. Hmm. Oh, was there? Uh, now Gosh. I'm just driving me crazy. <laughs> Henning probably wouldn't know, but if the fact that you didn't recognize, for shame, Frywald, for shame. Who's the who's the bigamist? Is that the guy? Nope. No, 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 bigamist no. isn't that nope. episode. Oh shit! Was you the, want me to do it right cop, now or wait? Was the cop Michael Winslow? Yes. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> it was Michael Winslow. How did I miss that? Because that was a section where I was like, "Well, this episode sure." Fuck the dog, because it was like it was too easy. He's just like he didn't show up. He wanted me to give you this letter. He's a bigamist. He's got six wives. I'll see you later, ma'am. Very efficiently delivered. Yeah, no. <laughs> you didn't recognize him as the robot uh, Jimi Hendrix. Michael Winslow. I'll put a, the trailer on there. He came out early on. He was a pioneer, a recent pioneer of the Netflix comedy boom because Michael Winslow made a Netflix comedy special like five years, four years ago. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say he was an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> <laughs> and it's real hard to watch. Michael Winslow. How does Michael Winslow? Michael Winslow must be a piece of shit. For how talented he is, right? I know he got how he got the part in Golden Girls. Already had the police uniform. <laughs> stole it from the set of Police Academy. Uh, but, like, if you're, like, if you got that much skill, how do you not get more work? Like, even just regular acting work. It's not, like, other than, like, even me, a seasoned spotter of s- sad, sad actors... Uh, didn't spot him. It's not like Michael Winslow couldn't get any other number of like just acting roles. So how does this guy not work? Drugs? Right. I don't. I haven't. I haven't seen all of the episodes of Community, but the fact that he didn't show up on Community, which is the show that relishes mm. all of that '80s pop culture, like, yeah, shows he's probably a dick. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's true. Or Dan Harmon doesn't like Police Academy. <laughs> oh, I I don't buy that. But that mm. character is iconic for that. I guess I don't see a lot of him talking. I saw him on a like a British show doing a duet with some some crazy uh, guitar riffs, and he seemed awesome and affable, going along with a the beatboxer. They cooperated well, but I guess I didn't hear what he was outside of the act. I don't know much about. Misunderstood. Winslow. Maybe he's like Howie Mandel. He's got a weird tick. Where are they making a new police academy? Didn't I hear that? I'm sure it's in the it's in the works somewhere. How Why about not? Gutenberg? You've seen how he you've seen like how like fit and strange he is. 
No, I'll have to look it up. He uh, he looks he's like Mahoney fit. He looks like uh, that uh, the Jewish body, the Woody Allen bodybuilder we saw. Oh God, he is like okay. he looks like Carrot Top. He's obviously oh. on like that GHB, HBG. What is it? Human growth hormone? HGH, GHB. Yeah, it's whatever that like his skin doesn't hold all his muscles in, but yet he has that ugly goody face. And its face is obviously all saggy and strange. It's just weird. I mean, it's GH for your ugly mug, Gutenberg. If you, Casey and Henning, if you get that, uh, like, I mean, Gutenberg doesn't really have to work, right? He had, like, sweetheart deals. He gets residuals. Uh He invested in the 80s and shit. The Goot doesn't have to work, obviously, because you don't see him working. And the Goot could be way more than Michael Winslow appearing in any number of things, even as a joke mm-hmm. on himself. And if he had to do that, he probably would. Cause that still Whereas beats like working a regular job, like a Seth Rogen's dad in a movie. You right. know what I mean? Like, so why get, why do you give a fuck? Like having like a beef, beefy cake physique. Don't have anything else to do. Like, is no, it like a fear of death? Working on anything. I don't know. Maybe just pass the time. Being healthy. You think he's had work done, though? I saw him on last time. The only time I saw him, I don't know any of these references. So he was—he must have been in Police Academy, which I never saw. Whoa! I mean, I haven't seen Gutenberg. Is it safe to say of... he is Police Academy? Okay, he's the chief. He's the guy running the academy. He's the—he's the wise ass. <laughs> move it! Move it! Move it, Henning! Henning, yeah. He's—I oh, no. don't know. He's wisecracking Mahoney, right? He's the—he's the fucking heartthrob wisecracker. With the tightest, smallest jean shorts you've ever seen, pockets hanging out. Good, yeah. good buns on the goot. Yeah, he had a he had a go. He's got a set on him. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of sets, I saw him on Party Down, and he looked great, and he was awesome. Oh shit, That's he was on Party Down. What I'm thinking of, you saw how fit and gross he was on Party Down. I don't know. I guess I didn't see him before. That's... He looked awesome to me. Okay, all right. Henning enjoys health and fitness. It wasn't healthy. (laughs) It was like sausage casing. He was a summer sausage. Again, not something people out east know about. Summer sausage is a Midwest thing, right? Probably, yeah. Do you know? Did you have summer sausage in Portland? No, I've had it here. But no, yeah. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) where. Henning, tonight you're going to be unwrapping a summer sausage. (laughs) Watching Police Academy, and what was the last thing? What else is Gutenberg on? Uh, Two men and, three men and a little baby. And yeah, a little lady. So. Did Gutenberg have a TV show? What? what speaking of sets, I, I was trying to get this one in before we were talking about sets. <laughs> speaking of sets, we got a set of four ladies. Yes, thank you. Making four sets of boobs. All right, <laughs> go for it, Henning. Uh so before before this Christmas, I had I had never seen the episodes. You both have seen all the series, but are rewatching it now that it's on Netflix. I saw not on Netflix. It's on Hulu for free. The whole series. I mean, I just saw it when it was on. Yeah, me too. I saw Mash. Like if it was on, I'd watch it. Like, I didn't watch it in order. You're a syndicated watcher, Casey. I think that's probably. I think maybe me- some of the newer when it was later right, seasons it came out. I think they had an Alf to Golden Girl block for a minute. <laughs> actually came out in 85 so that was probably too early for any of us to appreciate oh, 85 yeah. huh hmm. i had never seen a single episode of golden girls 
Aaron owns them and made me sit down and watch a few, and I fell in love pretty much instantly. I'm only 15 episodes in now myself, but this show is now my new favorite sitcom I've ever seen. So long, Cousin Larry and Balky. You think you're better than Sexy Roo and Sweet Sweet Betty? Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> oh, ridiculous. That was bad. <laughs> A little background. The show debuted in 1985 and ran till 92, yielding 180 episodes, 68 Emmy noms, 11 Emmy wins, including one for each of the four principal cast members, which is a very rare thing. Only All in the Family and Will and Grace pulled off full ensemble wins. No night court? not on the list they had too many to give all of them one right they had a john Larrick, huge ensemble john larroquette won like 15 times in a row john larroquette won so many that he Four said night court specifically that yes he stopped it was like nine in a row and he went don't nominate me so they didn't and then the next year he won again he said, <laughs> i know i know he said, he's so good this is getting ridiculous so the show was uh immediately a hit with the critics and the viewers and remained in the top 10 shows until its final season it anchored NBC's Saturday nights for seven years. Saturday night, huh? Saturday night? That's a bad slot, isn't it's, it? It is kind of a weak slot. They were, they were worried, but the thinking was old ladies. Old ladies are night. home in home on Saturday, and they'll they'll carry us. But it became so much more popular outside that demographic than they anticipated, and it ended up yeah carrying the whole night. And Saturday night became a an event like any other night. I'm surprised they didn't have like try and spin off as they always try and do with like uh, Silver Dudes. <laughs> they did. They had two spin offs. Empty Nest was a spin off. Yeah, that's the doctor, and one of the doctors on the show. Uh, Golden Hotel or something. It was on a different network. But that was all oh, of them. That was all the principals. That was three of them. <laughs> Except minus for, um, B. Arthur. B. Arthur. Golden yeah. Palace. Don- Golden Palace, yeah. yeah. Don Cheadle was the bellhop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> An unha- oh, so they moved to a more of a retirement networks, community or a hotel? They moved to ABC. That, that because seems on Hulu, that's who I think that's who owns Golden Girls now is ABC because that's Disney. The, it has the little bug on the in the corner. The it's Disney Touchstone. Yeah, uh, must be Touchstone. Family. Okay, so it stars. In case you didn't know, it stars B. Arthur as the acid tongue substitute teacher and divorcee from Brooklyn. Dorothy Zbornek, Betty White as the airheaded but sweet Minnesota farm-raised widower, Rose Nyland, Rue McClanahan as the lusty and vain Southern Belle, and Estelle Getty as Dorothy's, Dorothy's even more acid-tongued mother from Sicily, Sophia Pitrio. Blanche Devereaux. Did it? Ah, yeah, I didn't mention her name. Blanche Devereaux is Rue McClanahan's mm-hmm. character. The show was created when producer Tony Youngerwit gave the concept of a Miami Vice promotional parody skit about old people living in Miami called Miami Nice Ooh. to his mm. wife, Susan Harris, who then produced the pilot script of Golden Girls. It wasn't quite what NBC had asked for, but fortunately the exec in charge of Greenlighting recognized the script's genius. He recalls, I was running all over the house, grabbing anybody who would listen. I kept reading scenes to them and saying, God, this is brilliant. There's nothing trendy about this show. There are no tricks. It's a classic. Huh. And really that was before is, they had the cast. Yeah, it was. This is before they all the 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 and these ladies were all heavy hitters 
two. They on didn't own, know yeah. how good the cast was going to be. They just, just based on the script, greenlighted. They knew what they had. They knew it was amazing from the get-go. Well, it's not I, like a rags to riches story. They knew, they kind of knew yeah, it was going to be. Yeah, it's like a super group. A yeah, well, but even without the cast, like before the cast, like I would call this a performance-driven show. Mm. Hence the full ensemble cast Emmy. Yeah. No, the comedic timing on it is is pretty insane. Yeah, it's great. Depends so heavily on the chemistry between the cast. Yeah. yeah. You're saying. Yeah. It's 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 a classic. The joke format and the three camera staging are old and worn, I would say. But what's new is focusing on the unique issues of four postmenopausal women who come to live together after their families had gone or grown up, and they all like you. You hear Susan Harris talking about it in interviews and stuff. She knew exactly what she was doing, what demographic she was going for, and knew that you know this was an un, un, underrepresented, underserved niche that she could go for. And it ended up being exactly right. It portrayed women over 50 still enjoying enjoying life and still enjoying, yes, sex as well. And that had never been done before. And very little sense. Well, you didn't, could before that, you couldn't show someone enjoying sex because people would be like, "Uh uh-oh, look at that gigolo or look at that slut. Yeah, sure. You get the freedom of having old women to be able to talk about sex because everyone's like, oh, that's funny, an old lady talking about that. Uh, you think it was boners? a little excused because they were they were older women and can talk about whatever they want. Of course. Like and, and Randy Rue, like <laughs> she's just gross. She's too horny. She's a horny 80s woman. She's, <laughs> she's the mama bear. I think what knocks me out coming at it 30 years later as I am is how daring it still seems. It's fresher and more progressive than most of the crap on TV now. And I'm constantly saying when I'm watching, whoa, did this... They did this in 1985 on network TV. And it was, like you're saying, for, forgiven a lot of it because they're they're old. It's coming out of an old lady's mouth. So it's cute. Henning's Lifetime Achievement Award goes to... Susan Harris. Mm-hmm. Goldie's. In the third episode, which is my favorite so far, Rose wonders if she should have sex with her first man since her beloved Charlie died. Rose the Prude, it's Rose called. Rose the Prude, my favorite. The couple have an awkward conversation and then sit down on the bed and lay out honestly just how they feel about each other and about their lost loved ones. Will she be somehow unfaithful to her husband if she sleeps with a new man, or will she allow herself to be happy again? It's like an after-school special, but the kids are 65. It's so tightly written and acted, and it's not played for laughs, though there are just enough of those to break the heaviness. It's an amazing scene. Uh, I, I love that. It's just four minutes, but so tight. Perfect. No, the whole, sh- like, the ones I watched, it does go out of, like, real stuff. Like, the second one about the wedding, like, she actually, like, B. Arthur's character, like, doesn't want to see her ex-husband. You know, like, doesn't, mm-hmm. like... And you it goes out funny, and then it like has that moment of like, oh, this is what we're really talking about, and then it goes back to like gags, like physical comedy, which is awesome, right? And there's no other, there was no other place really, other show where you'd see that, like an older woman talking about should she have sex again after her husband died, or the the friction with the old ex husband, like that, and just didn't happen. I posit that yeah. she shouldn't have had sex with that new man. You, you, my, oh, come on. my interesting, and well, because he's to be happy again. He's a scumbag. He said, "I loved my wife Molly," because <laughs> he's trying to get ladies. Like, I loved my wife Molly, 
we were married for 34 years. I adored her. I never slept with another woman. And then he says this. Yeah. Sure, I patted a few bottoms here and there. Gross! He's that guy. But that was it. That's is that like was that acceptable in the eighties? <laughs> I guess it was. Like, cause you're like, okay, yeah, pat bottoms. Like the eighties tells me a couple things. One, doctors had it good in the eighties. If you were a doctor, you were a fucking <laughs> king of the eighties. <laughs> or with older broker. Well, yeah. at least all the all the mothers liked you. They love the doctor. Maybe that's still a thing, but jeez. Uh, it was okay to pat bottoms. Teals, pinks, and peaches were all the rage. Mm-hmm. Obviously, teak wood. Miami colors, I suppose. Yeah, I guess those are Miami. Teals or... and fuchsias. I have a question for you guys. Is the gay guy their servant or a friend? The gay guy got fired after the first episode, Coco. That petunia as Sophie. Al <laughs> Sophie Bundy, as I call her. She's just a Bundy. <laughs> She's proto-Bundy. Yeah. So he gets the he got iced right after. Yeah, he definitely did. And was that a moment where you your jaw dropped, Henny? Where you're like, oh, how progressive! They just have like an openly gay character in this show. Mm, not really. He seemed extra, and they were right to cut him. He seemed he seemed extraneous, or he seemed extra over the top, stereotyped, mm. gay. He seemed like he had to be the the quote unquote translator, but then they were like, oh, we don't need him. Right, like he would be the character that would talk about a new trend, so that he could set up the jokes. And it's like it's just easier if they like, oh right, know about it already. They thought they might have needed someone younger and hipper around to introduce, like them. a young sage, someone mm. to like. He wasn't that young. Defer to, <laughs> yeah. but that's what I'm saying. Defer to on like references that they wouldn't understand, sure. or the audience wouldn't believe they would understand. And it's just unbelievable that these four older four older women would need anyone to cook for them, especially with Sophia's yeah. meatballs, oh her God. famous pizzas, mm. her sassy attitude, her introduction to the dump spray in the fourth episode, Transplants, the first time you see Sophia coming out of the bathroom casually spraying uh, Lysol. <laughs> wow. Breaking taboos left and right. Jeez. Yeah. We talked about it, and I think – I was trying to explain this to Henning. Like, you and I watched it, but in all honesty, I think later on, I just watched it because it was on and it was a quote-unquote comedy. And, yeah, it's funny, but I didn't appreciate mm-hmm. – like, now that I'm going back and watching it, I go, like, same thing as Henning. Like, oh, this is really yeah. funny. Like, And for me, it is all, like, the performance-driven – like. I use yeah. like B. Arthur's name. I used to use it in, as almost like a like a jokey like parody way of like talking yeah. about like maybe like a stale sitcom. But her timing is is like amazing. No, they're the Marx Brothers. Yeah, women. Um. So yeah, I didn't give them their full due at the time. Like a punk. You don't like, get it. Like, what are you supposed to understand it? Like, you're watching a show about women who have lived full lives, and the jokes are about them re-entering life again and you're right. a fucking kid you're like i don't know anything like it's funny when rose acts like a dingbat it's like <laughs> i ashley and i rewatched. she was watching fraser and fraser is one of the funniest shows ever yeah it's good really good that's how i felt watching golden girls i was like i didn't ever understand this as a kid um but we talked about we had all made like a a, a goldie pact to get tattoos and we've yet to do it i had estelle who are yeah. you b 
Uh, yeah, I think so. And our buddy Tyler had one. He probably had Rue or Roo. something. So was it Adam and Co- was it Adam that had? I think so. Rose. Rose. Rose is a good one. <laughs> I thought you guys gave me Rose. Oh, so Henning was in on. So Henning, you're Rose. So now we all have to go out and get the tattoos. You got to draw them up, Henning. Now that I know what Rose is actually like, yeah. You are, I think, Henning's favorite golden girl over here. Oh, definitely. Definitely a Rose, huh? Rose is my spirit animal. I think. Yeah, I'll take a little spacey. Can't tell a story to save my life. <laughs> I'll take the the lumps along with the good. Oh yeah, who are the sweethearted Rose? Who are the so if Rose is your doppelganger, who's who's who give me my golden girl? You already I thought claimed you already it. decided you're you're Estelle. Well, that was for a tattoo. I don't know if I was most like her. You're pretty crass. I I guess that's true. And quick with the quick you. with the dump spray. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia toilet over here. <laughs> We don't have a pretty boy in the group. Yeah, no Like Blanche. a roux. No. And we're all sex hungry. I guess we all have a little roux in our back pocket. <laughs> Equal parts. We'll just divide it up. A little chocolate Twinkie in our front pocket roux. Named <laughs> roux. I, I noticed in that show that the extras, I guess let's, they're all a little, they all have a little bit of that, <laughs> so judgy. They're all kind of ugly. <laughs> Like I don't, and I, and ugly's not the fair word. They all have that hard '80s edge that is great. Yeah, you know what? Ugly isn't the right word. They all like look like people still, which kind of like I think. Oh, okay, it, it's different because everybody you see on now, now on TV like has to be even like the the Uggs are wearing Uggs. Oh, no, no even even the people that are supposed to be supposedly not the most attractive, like Henning, we're watching Joe Kenda. Mm-hmm. You know. And all the extras right. they put in there, you wait to see the end of the show when they show the real perp or the real victim, and <laughs> yeah. you just go, "Oh my god!" Like unbelievable. I guess they're both Latino, but that's the, as close <laughs> as you can get. Oh man, Ashley and I watched a forensic file, and the two guys that were the were who committed this murder had such amazingly bad hair. The guys who did the mm-hmm. reenactment. Just they were like, I don't know, give them fucking black clown wigs. <laughs> like they had the worst. They were like, I can't style this because the one guy had just this elegant cascading jerry curl. So they're like, eh, give him a mullet wig. And the <laughs> other guy sort of had like a just this odd puffy long hair, but it didn't descend. So they're like, I don't know, just give him an afro wig where they cut the sides off of it. That's the number <laughs> just... one thing they get wrong on Kenda is. They don't do the eighties hair. All the all the act all the replacement actors look gorgeous, Contem- but it would go a long way if they just got the right wig. What's what do you what's Joe Kenda on? What? Joe you can watch all of Joe Kenda on Hulu. Hulu? Hulu. Who you? Who you? Hulu. Is that the Singapore version of Hulu? Hulu? Uh, Hulu. Golden Girls and Kenda are no really your computer crashed. Fighting for my attention right now. Oh my computer, man. Only, only from season three, by the way, on Kenda, on Homicide Hunter, is yeah. the actual name of the show. It's Investigate Discovery, if you're out there. Uh, maybe you can even get episodes on Investigate, on on like their .com or something. Website. <laughs> I call websites .coms. So, uh, 
we're still in our our, our Goldie world. Uh, I miss just, Michael Winslow. Let me just say a few things that I want to pull out of what what makes it great. Like they uh, also in that in my favorite episode, the Rose Rose the Prude episode. What what's amazing is. Blanche and Dorothy are home at the same time having a frank discussion about what your boobs do when you lie on your back for sex versus what your face does when you're on top. Uh, boobs back into the side. What gravity does to you, yeah. Especially at this age. It's a, it's a catch-22. You don't look good either way. It's so funny and something that probably could only have come from a room full of, at least stacked with women writers. Right? Yeah. And that was, that's amazing for the time. Were the were are the writers predominantly women? I looked into it. It's about half. All right. A lot of them. I know a lot of people cut their teeth writing for that show. Yeah. yeah. The later seasons like a lot of people like the guy who created A Desperate Housewives was a Golden Girl from the Golden right. Girl school. Mitch Hurwitz was in there. Shit. Weren't yeah. the Turners from there too? That ended up going to write for SNL and then ended up creating Wayne's Possibly. World? Or writing the script for Wayne's World? I mean, if they did, it would make sense, because they went on to create another huge sitcom. Jackass. What was the one? Jackass? Is that what it's called? Jackass. Isn't that what he said? Oh, yes, Dumbass. Yeah. Dumbass. Yeah, that 70s show. I thought, you, I thought you were talking about the actual show, Jackass. That I, sh- like, I didn't know they worked for Golden Girls. That show was around for a you long You mean Steve-O and that midget? Wrote jokes for Estelle? <laughs> But you know, Estelle was the youngest out of them all, the actress. Almost, except for Rue. Rue was younger. Damn it. Was she in any sitcoms prior to that? I know the other three of them were on, like, Mama's Family and... Uh, all in the, the Family? Um, yeah, I think so. Mama's Family, All in... No. Estelle was a Broadway... Rue McClanahan and uh, Betty and White were both on Mama's Family? Betty... Or they were on the... The, si- the sketch show that it spun out of. Betty White came from Mary Tyler Moore. Rue and B were both on Maud together. Maud. Uh, Is B Maud? Yeah. Yes. And Maud comes from All in the Family. Oh, okay. That's the connection. Yeah, I think so. And Mama's Family comes from All in the Family, right? Or Mama's Carol Family Burnett, comes from Maud. Burnett show. Oh. Did you know? But on, on those previous shows that we mentioned, uh, Mary Tyler Moore... Betty White was kind of playing the Blanche. She was like the nasty old She was grandma. The, the old pants digger? Mm-hmm. I didn't know Sex that. Raised. And Paint on Maud. 40, 70s woman. And on Maud, Rue was playing kind of the, the ditzy Midwestern country bumpkin. Shifted they, around. They switched Flipped roles it. at the last minute on the on pilot day pretty much to, to uh, avoid being typecast. You think that guy who played Coco was bitter? Still bitter? <laughs> yeah. What could he have done? That must be a, that must be hard. Like, uh, like you know, you hear that all the time. They they like just make that one tweak. They shoot that pilot. A lot of yeah. times you'll hear it's like a tweak where they're like, I had this part, and I don't know why I'm thinking of it, but like Ray Romano had the part that Joe Rogan ended up having on news radio, and they make oh, that one right. tweak yeah. and go with Joe Rogan. And then news radio's on for what, like nine seasons. Of yeah. course, Ray Romano goes on to do his own thing, and he's good, but and he's fine, and there's no reason to be bitter. But like, I Coco didn't go on to have his own show, so 
you hear about that like pilot, and then you're like, oh, they, it's just a pilot. Those never get picked up. And then Golden Girls goes on for what? Almost 10 years? Seven. Seven. Biggest show on TV. Until, and yeah, number 10 show until the last season when B. Arthur finally called it quits. She pulled a Seinfeld? I don't know what you mean, but she was the one who she, exited she, the contract. Yeah. She said no more as opposed to the network canceling them. She just said, I'm going to be done. Right. That's a Seinfeld. Did she, did they do, did they do a season without her? Or was that when they did the Golden Palace thing? Yeah, they then went on to Golden Palace. Just made a new show. Can't do it without her. You can't do it without Groucho. Do you think she was like, you guys, what are you doing? Why are you scumbagging yourself? <laughs> you can't do it without me. <laughs> also, seven years is a long time to do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, they're all, they, I mean, they're mid, middle-aged or over at that point. It's like... I don't know why I always thought B. Arthur created the show. <laughs> I think that's just my little young head well, that, like, thinks TV's more real than it is. I guess she paved the way with Maud, her portrayal of that character. A sass bag. She, I think she was last to be convinced to do the show and first to leave. She was the most... Uh, High-minded and critical about it. Because wasn't she just more of an old school? Like she liked to do like she's like a stand-up, more right? live show. Like she did a lot of those variety shows, like like the live television, as opposed to like oh a sitcom. Like that's not my thing. Should have done a Vegas show. Is all I'm saying. Golden <laughs> Girls, Vegas. Oh yeah. yeah, they uh, the you know the Golden Girls have they have the full thing on Hulu now, but like they they've got like a bit of a resurgence mm -hmm. culturally there was a an off-broadway show golden girls live that's right but uh it only lasted like from may to november because they failed they were just it was a bunch of guys in drag just mm -hmm. doing straight two episodes back to back as the show uh i was gonna say the re like there's probably a reason because that's a tall order if you're gonna write your own original <laughs> golden girls that's a lot like that's so they that's just, what that's what they should have done, but but they just borrowed two scripts and did them and didn't get the permission to do so. So cease and desist. That uh, show ended. Because writing a hacky Saved by the Bell script for Saved by the Bell lives, if, <laughs> yeah, fuck, crack that one out. But like the you have to be a, a fucking amazing comedic actor as well to like pull off the caliber of. Yeah, I was gonna say nobody like it. it uh, Looking back, nobody respects the scripts or performances of Saved by the Bell. They just respect it as an entity that hit this and this. You go back in Golden Girls, you go, oh, that shit was funny, and they were really yeah. talented They like it because it's actors. terrible. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, Saved by the Bell, that was shitty when I was a kid, and it's shittier now that I'm an adult. <laughs> Doesn't age well. It wasn't. It aged poorly when it was from the moment they filmed it. Not a, not a, <laughs> not a fine wine. Oh, hey, another example of whatever happened to that one, uh, one that like the first season of Saved by the Bell, they were in like middle school and their teacher was Haley Mills. Oh yeah. And the, they were young sprats. Yeah. The sailor or the sailor, there was no Slater. It was like a, like a weaker knockoff Slater, even though Slater came later, uh, and they, they axed him for the next season, replaced him with Slater. I bet that kid's a little bitter. That's your documentary. Slater came later. Slater came later. 
Dirty Slater, he just turned 50. Does that make sense? That doesn't make sense. Wow. How old Slater? 50? Lopez is 50? I think he just had his 50th birthday. Sometimes entertainment yes. news is... he's Well, maybe... No, it wasn't. He did not. He, it was his 10th year on Entertainment Tonight. I, that was on in the background. I saw it. Fucking dude's been doing 10 years of Entertainment Tonight. Fun. He looks great. He does look good. No Gutenberg he. He's not Gutenberg, but his apartment is Gooty. I saw it like on a Cribs <laughs> probably 10 years ago. And it was like like all the furniture and like the sitting room had like high throne-like backs. Like really like... Like, like exaggerated, like you would see in an exaggerated, like fake cribs Hollywood style. Like the backs of the chairs went all the way up to the ceiling. Good lord! All mom. I want to meet that guy who sells that crap to those people. You a Slater on a Save by the Bell? You need these chairs. You need the crown. You need folding chairs, Slater. <laughs> Why? Why folding chairs? Like a wrestler. Um, what I have, my, uh, you still have more goalie notes. Yeah, but too much. Yeah, I just make more obvious notes. Um, Estelle is nasty. These are the worst. I'll <laughs> go through my notes. They were really like, there's how much times have changed in the in the pilot episode. The first appearance of B, she comes in and she goes, I just taught a class with two girls with bald heads, two girls with green hair and a nose ring. Like that was so outrageous. That was outrageous yeah. in 1985. Um, that landed well. I, there was a lot of laughs. Oh, yeah. Oh, were they in front of a live studio audience? Yes, they were. So no laugh They were genuine laughter. Oh, like, wow. That's not canned laughter. Um, I, you find out in the pilot episode I, what, that I never knew is that they all live in Rue McClanahan's house. No, mm-hmm. that's the actress, mm-hmm. right? Blanche's, Blanche's house. house. Because she just put an ad. That's all the, like, that's all the, the exposition you need, which jerk practice should have learned a long time ago. Just yeah. get to Just it. say it. Get it past it. No one <laughs> really said, gives a shit. They said, and they like even made a joke like, Rose is like, yeah, but we all, it, it's so amazing we're all together. And B just goes, we both answered an ad in a paper and now we're here. Boom. Done. Yeah. Origin. <laughs> Back uh, to the jokes. I wrote, gay cook, Coco, oofda. Um, uh, Mary Harry, I don't know what that means. Mary Harry, oh, oh, that's the that's the dirty scumbag she's gonna marry. It's right. a bigamy episode. I wrote nasty Estelle. Um, she had a funny joke about how she wets the bed every morning. <laughs> oh yeah, that one was good. And then episode two, I go to bed. I go to the bathroom every morning at seven. I don't get up till late. Unfortunately, I don't wake up till late. <laughs> Nice long pause. No, episode two, guess. You think she wears a diaper then? She obviously doesn't wet the bed. Uh, guess who's coming to the wedding is episode two. Uh, Sophia's been pilfering cheese balls. She's like a Bundy. Um, Susan Harris, we found out who she was because I wrote it down and research it. Again, I write down Sophia Bundy. Horny Rue, <laughs> underlined. 
And they're hard on podiatrists. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're not real not doctors. Not a real doctor. Sophia and B are all excited that the daughter is going to marry a doctor, but it turns out to be just a podiatrist. Try Mar- pulling off a doctor joke these days. It's tough. <laughs> I'm just saying. I guess airplane food. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, right. You know what? It's one of us. Are you getting on stage in Columbus anytime soon? I want you to go on. Have Mitch tape oh, it, and I want only doctor, anti-doctor material. Anti-doctor. I got to watch more Golden Girls and get my. <laughs> just get a season. Don't ready. Don't yeah. don't Goldie their girl. Don't take their their bits, but just just get that vitriol for doctors. Taste for what? Yeah. Yeah, that's. I guess I got to take better notes. Like all these podcasts, I love listening to. Like, uh, uh, they obviously uh, they're they're more. It's like anything. You 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 find out what really goes into something. Like a great podcast that watches content and comments on it is. Um, uh, how did this get made? Mm. And they. It's obvious to me now. Like that, you got to sit down and make some serious goddamn notes and comments and correlations and stuff. Or not. Mm-hmm. Or you just be more... Yeah. They're, you don't write things down twice and underline them. But, <laughs> and don't have... It's like any classic jerk practice notebook that I can go back and look at and go, like, like what's this written down? Luckily, it says Golden Girls at the top because 90% of this, without that, I wouldn't be able to differentiate what, what the hell it's for. What the They're, fuck's a Mary Harry? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And th- this was my notes from today. <laughs> There are two podcasts out there devoted exclusively to Golden Girls. You sent him. Uh, I looked that up. It was was it on the veranda? Out on the lanai. A lanai, that's what it nice. is. Nice. And the other one is Thank you for being a podcast. Oh. All right. Any have you, you have listened? A favorite, I haven't listened to them. I can't endorse them, but not endorsed. Not, Listed. Not officially yet. We I like right. out on the lanai better than thank you for being a podcast. As much as I would like to bend this podcast into an exclusive <laughs> Golden Girls yeah, analysis. We can't do it. We can't do it. Two have take been there it. before. So let's take something we can do. Night Cheers. court. <laughs> Night court. <laughs> what was yours? <laughs> I just I was trying to think of something that's on there that's long that I would say Night Court. I bet no one's done Night Court. Someone's probably done Cheers. You yes, they have. It's called um uh oh god called beers the cheers the cheers one is really really fucking good i've actually listened to some and i i didn't go it's oh boy if i can think of it by the end uh i'll put i'll put a link to it on the tumblr but uh this comedian's really really funny he he hangs out with tom segura a lot i almost get the Uh two mixed up but uh afternoon everybody it's called it's really good. Oh, okay. Uh, but Night Court is actually on. Like, I just have the rabbit ears on the TV, and I googled s- it. Huh? That doesn't exist. No Night Court podcast. Boom. We can call it Not Taken Bull. You're gonna call it D- Don't Take Any Bull. That's the only character's name I can remember. Uh, uh, oh, I, I just uh, Night Court is on a channel, on an actual ch- TV channel, because I can't catch up to my constituents or the younger generations who don't care what screen they view content on. It has a specific name to it. I still turn on like the TV to my rabbit ears, to my um, 
there's a channel called Laugh, L-A-F-F. It plays two shows. There's three shows. Ellen, the sitcom. Ooh. Uh, Drew Carey show. Mm. And Night That's Court. A good show. And Night Court. It, yeah, Drew Carey is actually really good too. Night Court is fucking great. Great theme song. Uh, funny bits, but like classic y sitcom look. Like it's just, they don't have any externs other than the main. Uh, like the court, Night Court. <laughs> just a zoom in on a slow zoom in on a court. Generic and it, courtroom. But, it, and it all court, takes place uh, in the courtroom. Or the hallway to the courtroom. Yeah. Hallway cool. to Harry's office. There are three. Oh, Harry's seats. office, yeah. Cafeteria, hallway, court. That's jail cell. Single office, jail yeah. cell. And it's so fucking, like, gritty and hard still. Like, it has, like, a really, like, almost like, like, almost like how Roseanne makes you feel, like, nervous. You're going to be, like, where your next meal's coming from. <laughs> Night court gives me a feeling, like, it reminds me that, like, I live in New York. Like, sometimes I'm watching and I'm going like, oh, yeah, outside my door is New York. And I'm like, thank God it's not that New York. Like, even though it's like 80s sitcom fun New York, you just see the edge on it and you just go, these actors are fucking high on cocaine. They're going to go out yeah. to uh, uh, some dirty club and then, like, one of these people is going to kill a prostitute. Like, there's something just really harsh about it. Night Court, don't give me any bull. New podcast coming at Jerk Practice Network. JPP. <laughs> I'll have to start watching that. Jerk Practice has a little bit of ADD. You notice that? Mm. Or is that is that offensive to say ADD? Like we're on the Golden Girls we're, yeah. subject. And we've just created a podcast. Trademarked it though. It's good. It's well, out it there. Parlayed into because it was like it's not something, something exists already. Like, well, right. what doesn't exist? Night Court. I wonder where you can stream Night Court. I bet it's on Hulu. Hoylu. Hoyloy. Hoyleroy. 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 I'll have to check. Let's look right now. Well, one more one more fact first about the last surviving Night Court? and best Golden Girl. Hit me with it. Betty White. I, I argue best, by the way, but okay. <laughs> I knew you Have it your way, you Henning. <laughs> She's my Golden Girl. She's America's grandma. Is that fair to say now? Like I, grandma, I think yeah, I think so. I watch her and I'm reminded of my own grandma, not just she's so sweet and has the same voice, but I guess probably everyone has that experience, right? My grandmas are dead, Henning. Thanks. <laughs> so, so is mine. Oh. All right. Fair game. <laughs> uh I can't think of an older, sweeter lady right now, no. Yeah. Can you think of previous mm-hmm. America's grandmothers? America's uh Barbara Bush? Hit us. Just to warm my heart, though. <laughs> Betty White kills it. She hustles. I don't know how she does. How old is she? I'm sure you're going to tell us. I think 98 now. Damn. See, that's crazy. Shit. Mm. Well, she, she's had... a centurion. My knees hurt. Putting putting Mario Lopez to shame, She's has the Guinness World Record of longest career in showbiz. 70 years. Really? From the very beginning, I think, in... 30s? 40s? I gotta, 30, ref- I, gotta re- I gotta refute that. Who who you got? This long George with? Burns. 100 when years did old. He start? Didn't he only get famous, though, when he once he was older? Do you, She's from, like, her 20s in show business. He had a radio show. Are we counting radio? 
No one mm. counts radio. I don't. I count radio. <laughs> I still, I realize that I'm... He's a 21st century man. I listen to podcasts like I, like you see people listening to the radio. Like, I put it on my phone, I play it, and then I just stare at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'd rather do that. Either, I'm either watching Night Court or I'm listening to a podcast. And when I listen to a podcast, depending on the podcast, sometimes our background noise when I'm doing work, but sometimes I just like, I'm, I'm in for the night. I'm in my mesh shorts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a nice tune. I'm going to play a nice cereal on the, on the podcast. And I just look out the win- window. <laughs> Wistfully. <laughs> this episode of Orphan Annie's extra good. I guess I just I I rewatched The Untouchables the other night, and I there was a scene where they were in the living room just, just listening to the radio, you know, staring at the wall, laughing. But I get it now. <laughs> People make fun of that. Like, how'd they just listen to the radio? I, I could I could do without the screen. Yeah, theater of the mind, much like podcast. mm Hmm. Of course, obviously. That didn't need to be said, but it I said did. It. it did. We're hurting. We're hurting. Betty White hosted oldest SNL host as well. Hmm. By the way, uh, what year and episode was that? Two thousand three, I think. It was a Facebook group that had mm. so many mm-hmm. sign-ons that eventually Lorne Michaels had to cave. Not that it was much of a sacrifice it was like their highest rated I episode that, that year and for, for wow. a while she also she got another emmy for that appearance no she like she needed one can't stop her she's amazing back to i'll go on my snl that can open you can finish that up but uh, snl snl when did they like they're not they're not saturday night live anymore you're not because no. they must be because they have so they have the need for so much pre-recorded like digital short stuff now. There is no such thing as two. Oh no, I guess there's two back to back. They don't do three live SNLs in a row anymore. Last night's SNL was the Dave Chappelle episode the day after the election or the the, the Saturday after the election. Like, how weak is that? You're Saturday Night Live. You fucking hammer it out every during the week. You fucking put a new episode up every Saturday night. It's live from New York. Why would you just so they play? They rerun. Oh, they you mean they didn't. They that, didn't do a live one this. That's week. like the sixth or seventh rerun this season. Hmm. Do you, that, it takes like, two weeks. That can only be because they like do like half of their content now is pre-recorded. Like it's always now like a pre-recorded music video, and at least one a pre-recorded music video, a pre-recorded commercial, and a pre-recorded. Yeah. Um, like digital short or whatever, but like with crazy production value now. Like you go back oh, and you see like those old commercials. Like, yeah, it looks great for SNL, but it's not like it's not like the crispest, cleanest looking thing. Like now, like yeah. their ad, their their pre recorded shit looks looks really good, but to sacrifice to put on a show every week for that, mm-hmm. they're fucking listed again. <laughs> that's weak. Why would you? That's so gross. Like. Uh, and and it, like who like that's just that's given up that's jerk practice pulling out the same material the next week on the same show you know like if you know that all your material is not only is it not relevant it's like perfectly a month old 
relevant. Like it just mm. feels like you're not even trying. Yeah. It's funny when a show like South Park, which requires a lot more effort, it's like yeah. they do a week of. Like what it what it what what I'm gonna have to I'll, you know what for next episode I'll have to do or for an episode I'll have to do some research as to like maybe Lorne Michaels is like just taking a lot of vacations or something I don't know or like he's too much of a perfectionist just to let it fucking slide for to like an assistant production or like an associate producer or something to get a fucking episode out you know the cast members want to do it because that's exciting right if you're that age. Even as, excuse me, even as stressful as that might be, you want to fucking hammer out a new episode every week because that's like, yeah. put your face on there for another two hours and you get that like high, that performance buzz or like that adrenaline. Like who's who's 20 years old on SNL right now and is cool with taking, sometimes they play two weeks of reruns in a row. Who wants to do that shit? Like what are you doing? Yeah, that's odd. I, I expected more from you, Mikey Day. Expected more. Well, you can't carry the whole show. You, not with those farty sit-ups. Fucking <laughs> editor in there. Fine, I'll just Google Doc him, and then he's got a whole log full of stuff he can use. Yeah. Is that what you need, SNL? Jerk practice. Let's, let's, you know what? Everybody listening. Uh, if, I, if I see Sacramagundi on there. Everybody listening, uh, will you at Mikey Day and pitch a new show, Jerk Practice, featuring Mikey Day? <laughs> let's make this happen. We'll even bring him on. Mikey Day can even come on as, well, not equal tiered as us. Like, we're producers. He's the, he's the heartthrob. Mm-hmm. He's the Rue. There you he, go. He's the, did you say he's the Rue? Yeah. Yeah? He's, he's the Rube. No, we're the Rube. Three Rubes in a, no, two Rubes. Two Rubes, a Rue and a Rose. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the Night Court podcast. So it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> At least, yeah, that that that'll be amazing if we do the Night Court podcast called Two Rubes, One Rue and a Rose, and it's a a Night Court podcast. And then somebody actually like gets the idea for a Night Court podcast, and he looks up and he's like, "No, they haven't done it." And go, "No, no, no, we have one. It's called Got Two you, Rubes, bitch. a Rue and a Rose, a Night Court <laughs> production, a Night Court joint." Not my fault you didn't Google it right. Sued. <laughs> All right, Henny, I want to hear about this sexy rose of yours. I think that's it for Betty White. That's it? Are you announcing? Is she sick? <laughs> they did have that. There was a Facebook campaign also to save her from the ravages of 2016. If you remember that. It must have worked. That was a, a fear that she would be among the list of celebrity deaths. Ooh, that's nope, weird. Nope, give him Bowie. That's weird if you're Betty give White. Give Prince. Yeah, no shit. Ugh. Oh, we didn't mention that there's a there's a Rue Larue, uh, a a, re- a new brand new restaurant in Brooklyn. Oh, it's just, in New York. Just opened, and we could go visit. What it's kind of a, restaurant? Rue it's a Golden Girls themed. Golden Girls themed. It's an old pal and confidant of none other than Rue McClanahan. His name's up. Coco. Who? <laughs> That's where he went. He opened a real restaurant. He's been working on Rue Larue. In All her- right, heading our joy work is we have to go to Rularoo and and I suppose it would be let cockroaches loose. Southern comfort food <laughs> like Louisiana, Louisiana fast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So we got some joy. 
Now, Henning, you've had Joy work for about two weeks. <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about. You can try and make me end it. Trying. Well, it's easy for this one. That's. Thank you for being an hour. Oh, that's not bad. Thank All right. you for being an hour. Thank you for being an hour. Hans is bringing fire back to Africa. <laughs> Hey, jerks. Uh, <laughs> not jerks. Well, we, we're all jerks. Um, just a quick reminder or favor. If you liked what you heard and you have a literal minute, please visit us on iTunes at Jerk Practice and subscribe to the podcast. And if you give that mouse a cookie, here's a real glass of milk. We're slowly but surely getting new listeners and recognition on iTunes, but we could really... Use your help on this front. Just by downloading the apps before you listen, you can delete them after you do. (laughs) Can you tell this is written? Or by giving us a five-star review, just click five stars and write poop. Shh. And just sharing an episode or two, send them to Greg Stone and your mother. You can really help get this pod out to the world. And whose voice is this? And we promise you, this is, oh, this is true. And we promise you, this is a one, this is, and we promise you, this is 100% not a scheme for a single solitary slug of zinc, meaning money. We just think the world that we live in, as serious as it is or may become, would get a little relief if we could randomly run into one another once in a while, and say, hey, you hate Musk too? Or praise be to Dom. Thank you, and we love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, also, please follow us on our Facebook page, the Jerk Practice Podcast, and you can at us at Jerk Practice Pod on Facebook. Thanks. Well, before you, before you talk about magic, it's, this is the first show. Why don't we? Why don't we tell our well, we uh, can faithful listeners? Faithful, <laughs> yeah. Right. Your mom? She's gonna listen for thirty seconds. Oh, my mom! My mom's not gonna know this exists. It's dirt bags. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be the ultimate dirtbag birthday gift for. What you tell us what's been? Uh, dirt bags is a, a podcast. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, we're gonna we're gonna start over. We're yeah. gonna say that we're about to set some ground rules. Just start we, telling a story. Don't. We'll, 
talk about it. Let's not break the third wall. Let's not talk about how we're going to edit. I already made that mistake. Break the third wall. Break the fourth wall. <laughs> Explain that. <laughs> well, pretty tell us this third wall. <laughs> yeah, I'm more interested in this third wall situation. We'll just talk. If we find ourselves getting off, like, forget it. It's not there. It's not on. Because I can edit this. I can edit all this Don't shit. Don't ask me to describe what the podcast is, because I genuinely can't. Okay, so what do we just do? We're just talk. Back. We start talking. That's fine. Great. Right. Tell your story. So you're gonna start may or may not be racist. Greg's gonna talk about how he did magic for a black kid. <laughs> yeah, so I I learned mag- I learned one magic trick, one magic trick, and the way the trick worked was you I would just make them pick a card, and I'd know what card it was, and the card. So what I would do is I would take at a hundred different types of cards. This stuff. <laughs> if DeVito's gonna spend half his po- time popping in and out of the bathroom, I'm just trying to give him a. I think that's allowed. That I. Bathroom breaks? Well, it's part of the. If this is a dirtbag podcast, I feel like you could take a shit in the middle of it. Well, Chris <laughs> giving me shit on moving his wheelchair so you can get oh, in yeah. and out. Well, the only thing I have to tell you guys about, Anthony, if you're gonna be walking in and out, be careful about making sounds because we're using the mic that's gonna pick up all this noise. So shutting the door, like if you go in your room, don't shut the door. Oh, okay. You know, if you just start tapping on shit, it's gonna pick up a lot of noise. Yeah, don't start doing beats. No grooving. No grooving. No grooves. No grooves allowed. No, this, is, <laughs> this is a dirt bag. This is a dirt baggy <laughs> thing. No grooving. That sounds good. Okay. Welcome to Dirt Bags. I'm Greg Stone. Hans Frywell. Casey Van Hill. Anthony DeVito. Anthony DeVito. <laughs> he's on the he's on the periphery. He's on the fringe. All right. So I'll tell you this thing. I got this guy at this magic trick one time. Uh. uh Black people love magic. <laughs> 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 End of story. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, you know. <laughs>